on this broadcast of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show are those of the co-host and guest and do not necessarily reflect those of our affiliates. The topics and opinions on today's show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice. Take 12 Radio is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. And now, here's your host, The Man. Yes. The Myth. Yes. The Legend. The Monty Man. Ran in from doing a mile run. Settle down. <laughs> Welcome to the Take 12 Recovery Radio Bell Radio Show. Tony's here. Good morning. Good morning, Tony. Marv's here. Yes, I am. And Denver's here. Oh, howdy. Yes. We're all alive today. And, and today's, <clears throat> today's topic is sober fun, anyone? Anyone? Any anyone, yeah. anyone. Good thing it's like not a serious topic because we're just caught no, like all out of it today. <laughs> it, 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 we just can't be serious this, uh, this Sometimes week. Sometimes you just gotta be fun. Okay, but I got an angry email. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be fun. Yeah. So, so uh, on one of the shows we talked about alcoholism is actually being an addiction, <gasps> right? And I got an angry email from a lady who said. Well, she said some things I won't repeat, but she wanted to. She she said nowhere in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous is it referred to alcoholism as an addiction. You plankety plank plank. I actually got in a a Facebook fight with uh, James's secretary person. Really? About that? Yeah. Really? So, um, I'm sorry, lady, who sent me the email, but you are incorrect. Mm If you're going to challenge me, one thing you need to understand is I do my homework. <laughs> I will eat you for lunch. Oh, she'll, he'll burn you down. I will. Her fingertips are on the keyboard already. <laughs> oh, Lord. So in the doctor's opinion, in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous... The subject presented in this book seems to me to be of paramount importance to those afflicted with alcoholic addiction. Bang! <laughs> oh, Lord. Again. Uh, this must be serious, you know? Your email was a horrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> Again, I say this after many years' experience as medical director of one of the oldest hospitals in the country tre- treating alcoholic and drug addiction. Bang! Oh boy! Number three, the hits just keep coming. In one, he has more bangs out there too. In a in a vision for you, page one sixty one and one sixty two. In one of these, there is a well known hospital for the treatment of alcoholic and drug addiction. Bang! Bang! Bing! Wow, he's so serious. I wish you could see his face. A well-known doctor, chief physician at a nationally prominent hospital specializing in alcoholic and drug addiction gave Alcoholics Anonymous this letter. Bang! Is this your <laughs> weekly wine? No. Okay. Yeah, 
I'm just letting you know. I'm just <laughs> from the hip. This is a win. This is a win. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad we didn't have the camera anymore. So uh, alcoholism is referred to, actually, there's a lot more times than that, but is referred to yeah. four times, obviously, as oh, an addiction. Probably. So there you go, lady in blue. Oh. Um, bang. Bang. <laughs> bang. <laughs> Oh, oh poor lady. She's probably going to send you hate mail after this. I know. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me, everybody. May I interrupt? Sure. Go ahead. Well, I think the Monty Man has something brand new to share with us all. It's time for Clean Jokes with No Yokes. It simply means we're not going to egg you on. Go ahead, Monty <laughs> Man. Go ahead. <laughs> That's right. The did you come up with that? <laughs> no, no, Cecil she, did. Cecil comes up with these things <laughs> all on its own. Um, yeah, oh. so uh, in keeping with the topic of sober fun, anyone, because that's what we're doing today. Um, I've got some. I've got some some interesting uh, questions for you. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> excellent. excellent. I'm excited. Where did excited? Where did excited? Where did? <laughs> where did Napoleon keep his armies? In his sleeves. In his sleeves. <laughs> Very good. I don't get it. Napoleon puts his hand like that. Who's, Where does that? He, Who's Napoleon? Is, the, all right, we're going to go to number yeah. two. <laughs> Move on. Oh. Napoleon Bonaparte, the French ruler. I just know the. Remember the guy Napoleon that has his dynamite. hand in his in his no. stuffy little fella. Yeah. All right. Well, let's try this one. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference between a well-dressed man on a unicycle and a poorly-dressed man on a bike? Why is this a question? Wait, One on a wheel? unicycle? Because you can be, like, steady? Answer the question. What is the difference between a well-dressed man on a unicycle and a poorly-dressed man on a bike? One wheel. One wheel. Close. A tire. Oh, my God. A tire. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. A tire. <laughs> I thought they were going to be egg baits questions. That's why I was so confused. No, that was meant to. Uh, oh, okay. That was oh, meant Lord. to catch you off guard. <laughs> All right, here's one. Why don't ants get sick? Antibiotic. Oh gosh, you're so close. <laughs> oh Jesus. Because they have little antibodies. Ah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> okay, now this one takes a little. Oh, Lord, it's not a Tony question. There are no divorce courts at the North Pole. So when Santa and his wife wanted to split up, they got a semicolon. You know why? Because semicolons are great for separating independent clauses. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) How late were you up? Wait with Cecil. All right, no more, no more bang <laughs> drinks for you. Wow. Yeah, no more bang drinks for you. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's horrible. Oh my goodness! Stop right there! It's time for Monty Man's weekly morning. That's right. It's time for the weekly wine, and this week Tony has a wine. I forgot my wine. How could you forget your wine? Okay, I'm going to remind you what your wine is. <gasps> oh, was it about what we were texting? Yeah, it's about okay, the, yeah. the jobless lazy person. Um, mm-hmm. mm. <laughs> I'm going to get so much crap for this one. Well, okay. I hope your my other. I hope my other roommate is not listening because it's my wine. Oh my God, James is giving me so much crap for this. Oh, I want to watch too. I know. Go on. Say it. Say it. People who say they have a job and just don't go to it, but expect to live off of other people. I'll just put it bluntly like that. Does this person pay rent? No. Oh, they're not paying the rent. No, they have other people paying it for them. Okay, but is the rent getting paid? It was a little close this last month. Okay. Well, okay. So, have you got somebody living with you? that isn't paying their rent or you have to stress over whether the rent's going to get paid or bills kick them to the curb <laughs> because down. it's on you 
Yep. It's on you. If you're allowing somebody to treat you that way, thank you. It is on you. And I told James it was enabling. Can I ask, what is the imaginary job that this person goes That's to? what I told her. <laughs> I said, I doubt very strongly that a person would keep a job if they didn't for show up weeks. for three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a no-no oh my God, in my the brain workforce. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. No, so supposedly when the actual responsible roommate goes away on wildfires, she right. doesn't have to go to work. Ah. Yeah. Supposedly. Supposedly. Air quotes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If somebody was renting or leasing from me, and huh. they, and I don't care if they work or don't work. That's up to them. But if yeah. if I have to worry about yeah. the rent getting paid, I'm finding somebody else that's going to be responsible. <laughs> I'm not going to let them do that because no. we we treat we teach people how to treat us. Uh-huh. And if we're teaching somebody that it's okay, it's okay. Yeah. Then why wouldn't they not pay the rent <laughs> on time? Rent. Exactly. <laughs> it's kind of in and our I'm makeup. And I'm trying to teach James this, and he's like, I don't care how the bills are getting paid. They're getting paid. I'm like, not the point. So we're betting heads on that one. Yeah. So that's oh, my yeah. wine. But when we get to the win, I got to win. Well, give us a win. Do it now. Yeah. Mine and James, one year anniversary. Yours and James, one year. Okay, so I want to know, is this your anniversary from the first time you locked Eyes? Thought I was gonna say. <laughs> thought I was gonna say something else. Didn't you? No. <laughs> no. Sober fun. We're having sober fun today. No, we locked eyes a couple years ago, but okay. So it was your first official date. It or, was or technically like... the day he actually moved in. We talked like two months before. Okay, so he moved in on that date. Yeah. It's been a year today. Mm-hmm. So what are wow. you? What are you doing? I don't know. I'm leaving it up to him, but we'll see how clueless he is. Oh, have you said, have you reminded him? Oh, yeah, many times. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't forgetting that one. He's going to kill me. When are you guys getting married? No. What? Mm -mm. No? No. What? I did that twice. Never again. Yeah, but you did it wrong before. That's why. You need to listen to that sermon. Yeah. There's you really things do. we need to talk off air about that too. You really need to do that. <laughs> um, oh okay, this is well. First of all, you need to get rid of them roommates. Yeah. <laughs> well, just the girl one. Well, isn't the other roommate her her beau? Yeah, but he was there before. Well, yeah, but they're probably they probably come as <laughs> a package. A package. <laughs> <laughs> they're not even they're not serious. Well, congratulations for your on your yeah. one year. Congratulations on on your one year. Um, that that's quite that's quite an accomplishment on both your parts. <laughs> I could not play the show today in front of her. <laughs> so listen, lady, if you got a job, you need to go to the job. Thank you. If you don't have a job, which you don't, just be, just be just be honest about it and say I don't have a job. I'm a la- lazy potato chip, and I'm just gonna sit on my couch. Oh, Lord. No oh, judgment here, but goodness. just get honest, right? James, are you listening? <sighs> they all and, agree. And if you're allowing people to live in your home and you're not holding them accountable and responsible, it's on you and you can't complain. Put up or shut up. Ooh. There you go. Bang. Hard. Yeah. That's hard line right there. Hard it line. is hard line, but it's the truth. Yeah, we can't complain about the way somebody treats us when we're allowing them to treat us that way. That's on us. It's not on them. Do horses do this, Marv? Do what? <laughs> Are they codependent? Are horses, horses codependent? Uh, I have to think about that. Yeah. yeah. That it would be caught a... me off guard. All right. So I'm going to play this for you. I'm a little scared. Okay. This is in honor of your wine. I was born with a gift. That gift is to sing. Working nine to five. Um... I'm going to need you to go ahead and come in tomorrow. I'm going to need So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay? Work and work. Keep those bags and machines coming. Work and work. Working in a coal mine. Going down, down, down. Working in a coal mine. Oh, oh, and I almost forgot. I'm also going to need you to go ahead and come in... On Sunday, too. <laughs> That's the sound of the men working on the chain gang. I got work, babe. I got work to do. I got a job, babe. I got a 
I think she needs to get a job. No. Get a job. 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 It's that simple. You don't work, you don't eat. The baby! So there you go. James is going to kill me. You don't work, you don't eat. Yeah, there you go. This is like the best show ever in two years. So more more sober fun, anyone, when we come back. Don't go away. Hey, what's the number one resource for addicts and their families? Well, it's In Recovery at InRecovery.com. Stay in touch. We invite you to visit their website for daily posts, essays, reported stories, and updates. For the best and brightest of In Recovery, please subscribe to their free email newsletter. Sign up now to receive bi-weekly stories of recovery delivered to your inbox, along with tips and resources for addicts and their families. For the number one resource for addicts and their families, it's In Recovery at InRecovery.com. Hey, look, running around in the meetings, gobbling up gallons of bad coffee, flapping his gums wherever he can bring a smile to a hurting face. It's Slogan Man! We know cute little platitudes and sayings on the wall in a 12-step meeting won't keep you sober, but they sure will make you think, consider, and even laugh your way through an otherwise crappy day. Can't wait to get to your home group to hear those slogans over and over and over and over again? No need to. Pick up a copy of the 12-step gazette and join the adventures of Slogan Man. Visit www.12stepgazette.com and subscribe today. Slogans and platitudes are no substitute for working the steps, but Slogan Man is very cool. This is Tony Morosi from the recovery band Self-Esteem, and we're listening to the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show with the Monty Man on KHLT Broadcasting. Welcome back to the show. Sober fun, anyone? Hmm? Yes, that's what we're doing today. Having a little sober fun. (laughs) Whoops. Oh, wait. Oops. Oh, oh, wait. Oops. Oh, 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 wait. (laughs) And now. And now. (coughs) It's the quiz of the week. That's right, everybody. It's time for Take 12 Radio's Quiz of the Week. Sponsored by that recovery magazine, the 12-Step Gazette. Visit their website at 12stepgazette.com. Now, here's the Monty Man. All right. (coughs) Excuse me. Okay. Uh, From the Freedom Institute, whoever they are, (laughs) useless trivia just to have fun with. If you get it right, Got one more. It's the gnome bell. You get one of them. <laughs> this is the last week you're going to get the bells, though. Cause I know Denver's taking, Denver's them, taking back. them back. Yeah. They're headed to the show with me. <clears throat> yeah. Buy a belt, you ring a big bell. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a bracelet, you ring a little bell. Buy bonds and... Oh, wait. They're not for sale? Say bye-bye. <laughs> Everything is for sale. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Make no mistake well. of that. If you bring money, it's for sale. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's for sale. <laughs> All right. Uh, 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 trivia question number one. In 10 minutes, a Category 5 hurricane releases more energy than, here's your choices, 5,000 diesel trucks coming at you at 100 miles per hour. Uh, the second choice is all the world's nuclear weapons combined. <laughs> And the third choice is 275,000 active meth addicts coming at you. Oh, my God. <laughs> coming at you with machetes. Oh you made God. that one up. I never want to see that. <laughs> Go ahead, boys. Watch The Walking Dead. They're all just a bunch of oh meth addicts Lord. walking around. So 10 minutes of Category 5 hurricane releases more energy than 5,000 diesel trucks. Uh, all the world's nuclear weapons combined or the 275,000 meth addicts. What do you think, Tony? 
I'm just going to say the meth addicts because that was funny. Okay. What do you think, Marv? Uh, I'll go with the uh, second one. All the world's <laughs> nuclear weapons? Yeah, okay. Why not? Denver? Well, I'm going to round it out and take A, diesel trucks. Diesel trucks? All right. Well, Marv is actually correct. Nice. How, do they, how, do they, how does Wonder that World know that? very often. <laughs> freedom. How does they freedom know Institute. that? The Freedom Institute. The Freedom Institute. Well, it's according to them, so, you know, who knows? Who would take toll with the semi-truck? <coughs> I don't know. All the world's nuclear <laughs> weapons combined. All right. Uh, number two, on average, what do 100 people do with ballpoint pens every year? Don't oh, go there. <laughs> we already did. Uh, <laughs> we already did. We are not a glum lot. Oh, um, all right. Here's your choices. Swallow the ink by sucking on the pens. That's a stupid thing to do. Get plastic uh, p- plastic pieces lodged in their stomach lining or choke to death. 100 people every year, they do this with ballpoint pens. What do you think? Marv? Stomach. Stomach? Okay. Plastic pieces in their stomach. What do yep. you think, Tony? Well, none of those were my guess. Yeah, it wasn't but... mine either. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't mine. Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. If you know what I mean. Yes, Denver. Okay, swallow, swallow the ink, plastic lodged in their stomach, <laughs> or choke to death. What do you think, Denver? They're going to be swallowing ink because they're That's chewing what, on the pen. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, you may be surprised to know that you're all incorrect. <laughs> An average of a hundred people actually choke to death by chewing on pens every year. Wouldn't mm. know it driving on the road. It kind of leaves me <laughs> choked up. <laughs> All right. Um, That's a good one. Speaking of, oh, it's possible to lead a cow upstairs, but what can't you do with a cow? And here's. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Well, you can't make them cluck like a chicken. I know that. No, yeah, there's certain things you shouldn't. Here's your choices. Um, Lead them into an elevator, lead them downstairs, or lead them to water. What can't you do with a cow, Marv? (laughs) They just won't follow your lead if you try try to get them to do this. They will if you try to lead them upstairs, but... Do they will they not follow your lead going into an elevator, going downstairs, or going to water? Into an elevator. Elevator. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say elevator because I have no idea. Yeah, who tried that out? That's what I'm <laughs> who made up these questions? The Freedom Institute. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> we know that. And you can visit their website at freedominstitute.com. No, I've never seen a cow go upstairs, so. I've never seen a cow in an elevator either. So what do you think, Tony? <laughs> I'm going to go with elevator. Okay. Denver? Oh, the choice is hard. <laughs> I know. Because I'm thinking an elevator is almost like a cattle crossing. That, that right. step that they have to take over. Yeah. And they're real weary about that stuff. So <laughs> I'm going to go with the elevator. All right. Well, you're all incorrect. Oh Perfect. <laughs> um, They're not going to follow you downstairs. They're just not going to do it. They know what's in no, the basement. You're going to have to force them to. <laughs> they know what's down in the basement. Yeah, they'll the look upstairs, but they won't go downstairs. Yeah. All right. Um, and here's your last one. And then we got a, pe- a, a kind of a piece of interesting information to close out trivia. Oh, my God. Uh, but here's your last question uh, It is impossible for a crocodile to do this. <laughs> Be a ballet she's been, dancer. She's pretty, she's pretty sober, huh? <laughs> oh, okay, uh, here's your choices. Swim backwards. <laughs> turn over after it's been flipped on its back. Or stick its tongue out. Ooh. What is it impossible for an alligator to do? Flip back over. Flip back over? What do you think, Tony? Oh, no, because I watched a crocodile hunter. <laughs> And he put many ropes on some mouths, so I say the second one. They can't turn over once oh, they flip over. No, no, over? no. The the sticking tongue out one can't stick their tongue out. Yeah. Okay, Denver. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, come on, this oh, is serious. <laughs> it's not serious. <laughs> All right. Have another bang, baby. <laughs> All right. So I, I don't buy the back one. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, swim backwards. Well, they can swim backwards. They can? Yes. Shot down. And they can turn over when flipped on their back. But they can't stick their tongue out. Do they have a tongue? Danger, yes, danger, danger. They do have a tongue. Yes, okay. they do. Yeah, but they just can't stick it out at you. Have you guys seen the face? They must use their the tail to flip over, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Because their front li- arms are too short. Too short. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. Uh, all right. What did you say, Tony? What did you ask? I forgot. You, <laughs> I, didn't, like my I wife. didn't mean to interrupt. But no, my, you're fine. But my poor wife, she'll be in the middle of a sentence and forgot what she's saying. Oh, I do that all the time. Ask she'll go, um, tomorrow I'm going to go. Where am I going to go? <laughs> I don't know what I, what was I saying? Oh, have you guys seen that Facebook post where the baby rides the alligator? No. <laughs> it's like a four-year-old and she rides an alligator. That's disturbing. Post it. <laughs> she won't for long. Um, all right, here's a, p- a bit of trivia information oh. for you to close out. Uh, trivia. Think about this. Oh, my God. Think about this. That's never good when We're already on <laughs> overload. Yeah. Sucking on heart. <laughs> Stop. I didn't say anything. <laughs> oh, my God. It's hot in here. Listeners, we apologize now. Because um, we're sober. All of you. <laughs> Sucking on hard candies causes you... To choke. Basically, you're drinking your favorite flavored spit. <laughs> <laughs> That's, tr- That's true. <clears throat> That's horrible. That's exactly true. That is exactly what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that from the same institute? Yes. Oh, these poor people. So think about this for a minute. If you spit a whole bunch into a cup oh my God, I don't and then take a, take some Kool-Aid oh mix and pour it in there with a little sugar and then stir it up. You make your made your own hard candy that's already dissolved. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Moving along. I think now. we're done it's, with that. It's starting to get scary. Yeah. <laughs> it's hot in here. That was fun. Was fun? <laughs> was it really? Sober fun, anyone? All We're not going to do a replay, are we? So what if they may bang into a candy? <clears throat> Can't go for that. Uh, if they made bang into a candy, well, they did. Hey, I ate one of those. <laughs> I ate one of those energy candy things you gave me one day. Zippity doo dah. I mowed huh? my lawn backwards. Yeah, they're <laughs> pretty good. I can't find them all the time though. They're booms, I think. Yeah, and I finally drank that energy thing that was that scared me. Oh, did me. you? The yeah, mu- the yeah. It, muscle it tasted like gasoline. Oh my god! It was some sort of energy fuel drink thing. <laughs> energy fuel. <sighs> Yeah, mine's still in the glove box. It may be there, unless you want it. Mm-mm. Not if it's been sitting in the heat in the hot car. <laughs> For three months. Oh, there's a Facebook months. post about that, too, about energy drinks. And they use some something from, like, a Lowe's or something, and it burns up. That's what goes in your Closer body. Closer to your mic, dear kid. What? That's what goes in your body. Ugh. And it was a bang that they showed. No. Uh-huh. No. I'm going to post it. A- you no. Put, you put a bolt in a bang can and it'll be gone in three weeks. <laughs> oh my God. Tell, I mean, me, they, they put, tell me that's healthy. They choice. put like teeth in a can of Coke or something and it dissolves like in 24 hours. Coke is good on batteries. Coke like is good, period. For no. clean, cleaning. <laughs> right? What? Uh-huh. Cleaning the post. Yeah, cleaning the post. Uh-huh. Coke? I do it all. Oh, the yeah, time. yeah. All right, so the topic, uh, we've already been doing it. Uh, sober fun, anyone? Um, this, this is a little clip from C.G. Kidd. He's a re- uh, recovering uh, addict. 
He has something to say about uh, having fun in sobriety. Check this out. I've had people ask me now that I'm sober, uh, what do I do to keep myself busy now that I'm sober? Uh, you know, I, th I feel like uh, getting sober, I mean, using just takes up so much of your time and so much of your energy. It's kind of like when you get rid of that and then you get rid of the using friends too. And that makes it even worse because you're like so much time is invested in these relationships, spending time with these people. So, you know, what are you going to do when you're sober? And honestly, I think this is one of the most exciting parts about recovery because so much of my life was wrapped around drugs that it became my life. I mean, that, that's essentially it. All my interests, all my passions, everything that I was was wrapped up in drugs. So now you take the drugs and the using friends away or whatever, and uh, it's like really a time of self-discovery. So I wouldn't be anxious about what am I going to do. I think it comes to you somewhat naturally. Uh, I think it's a beautiful thing because it, it kind of like you discover who you are when you get sober because drugs kind of like rob us of our identities. At least that's my experience with it. So what do I do uh, after I got sober? Uh, not really anything I thought <laughs> I would do. <laughs> you know, I didn't really plan on anything before I got sober. I just got sober and things just kind of naturally started appealing to me and I kind of just went into those things. Uh, one of the things I do is Photoshop manipulation, which I've learned to really enjoy. Photography, videography, hence I'm shooting on this camera and I like the processing, post-processing of videos. Uh, I also do hip-hop music, which I enjoy a bunch. Uh, I am a rapper and uh, I love the audio engineering and I love the marketing. Uh, I was in school for electrical engineering, but I decided that wasn't really my passion. So now I'm studying for digital marketing, which is very exciting. So I'm working towards a career and a future. Uh, for fun, I like to watch Netflix a lot. Uh, when I go out with friends, I like to go bowling, which is odd because I never liked bowling before. But now it's <laughs> something that I actually enjoy. I go to meetings a lot. I spend a lot of time with other people in recovery. I spend a lot of time helping people get sober or stay sober. Uh, those are just some of the things that I do today. But I get asked that question and I understand the anxiety behind it. It's like, now that you take this away from me, what am I going to do? And I think it's exciting. Like, it's so exciting to discover who you are. Like, I never thought I'd be a rapper. I'm a white kid from the suburbs of Dallas. I used to play guitar, you know, uh, so... If you are anxious about that, I wouldn't worry about it. I would just focus on getting sober and, if anything, become like a recovery nut and get really involved in online recovery groups or support groups or anything like that and building relationships for a while. And then those things will kind of just naturally come to you. So I'd like, uh, I like to do radio now and I like, uh, I like mm -hmm. to drink bangs and I like... <laughs> I like to uh, play with my toys, my, my little toys, and I like I like to ring bells, and I like to go bowling with my friends and my cow buddies, and I like I like I like I like I, well I like a lot of things now and gnomes. gnomes. <laughs> I like gnomes. <laughs> but all kidding aside, uh, CG Kid also says if you find sobriety boring, you're doing it wrong. There, the, uh, there may be confusion of what to do sober. Be patient, and you're bound to discover your passions and interests outside of using narcotics or alcohol. Uh, so so he, I, I cracked up, though, because the first thing he said was, I'd like to do Photoshop manipulation. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, that, that guy. <laughs> you're that guy. You're that guy that's taking people's heads and putting them on animal bodies and things mm. like that. And that's what you do. Whatever you do, do for fun. Have fun, right? Mm. I mean, my gosh, uh, it, life's just just too short. So one of the things that that uh, one of our co-hosts sitting in the studio. Oh, Lord. <laughs> does for fun. Here it is. Uh -huh. Is cowboy poetry. And yes. so I wanted I wanted uh, Mark to share with us. Uh, and by the way, we're going to hear. Uh, he also writes music. And the closing song today uh, on this show is going to be a song that Marv uh, composed and, and performed. Um, but and grab a tissue. Grab a tissue? Mm -hmm. Maybe. Not on this one. Not on the poem. Not on the poem. Not on but the poem. The <laughs> uh, and uh, Marv's going to share with us this poem that, that he wrote. Um, can you kind of introduce it? Um, 
Because people are either going to get pissed off or they're going to laugh their butt off, well, right? I'm, and I'm a little worried about the ang- <laughs> yeah. angry side. You Don't know. worry about that. Yeah. Um, How long have you been safe on show, in here. So this was uh, actually, I don't have the date on here, but it was written back in the 90s, yeah, Aww. early 90s. And there was a lot of stuff going on about uh, saving the forest and the spotted owl. And about tree all hugging. of a sudden, yeah, we got environmentalists uh, popping up up all over the place and right uh stuff going on yeah and so uh the other side of the story is this uh group of people shows up and these cowboys are bringing down a herd of cattle and they gotta go buy um, these bunny huggers meadow muffins and sage rat sympathizers okay, so. <laughs> wow that's putting it uh bunny huggers meadow muffins and sage rat sympathizers. Yes. So they got to pass these guys while they're bringing their cattle <laughs> yeah, through. Yeah, and All it, right. it, it could be interesting. All, All right. right, let's hear it. All right. Well, in their minivans and motorhomes, they came down in droves. They was bunny huggers, I could tell by their clothes, with their spandex and 10 speeds and ghetto blasters and such. <laughs> But for me and old Sarley was a little too much. Their spandex was black with pink stripes down the side. <laughs> Fluorescent shoelaces in their Nikes. Man, what a sight. Been up in the high country gathering some, and it's about two weeks, and we were just about done. We was bringing them down easy and slow. That's when those meadow muffins started their show. Well, they wore glasses to keep out the sun, eating tacos and granola bars, drinking mineral water out of fancy glass jars. They were runners and joggers and bicyclists. Where in the hell do such critters exist? (laughs) Well, they came in from Portland and up from Frisco, places I'd never heard of, places I'd never go. But right then, that was none of my concern because I knew darn well I was about to lose the herd. My horse, he came wall-eyed. He started to hump. Grabbing leather was my thought before I get dumped. Then she starts waving and hollering and running at me. Hey, cowboy, just a minute. Could I get your picture, please? Well, I was trying to be friendly. I was trying to be congenial. But my horse, he had other plans, and I'm quite sure they was evil. My rigging went flying. I shot in the air. You get quite a view of the real estate from way up there. Well, the bovine were scattered, and my horse, he was gone. Them bunny huggers and meadow muffins were singing campfire songs. Three days later, I got back to the ranch. I tallied the cattle and put up my tack. Checked in with the boss and asked for my wage. Picked up my gear, headed deeper in the sage. Yep. They was bunny huggers. They were meadow muffins and such. But for me and my kind, it's just a little too much. <laughs> I love it. Wonderful. That is wonderful. Yay. Awesome. <laughs> metal muffins? I'm going <laughs> to always remember metal muffins. So so that's that's something that Marv does for fun is he write, writes cowboy poetry. And and he, he sings and, and shaves his head. Do you shave your head? No, you know it just doesn't grow. Oh my it, God. It's, it's growless. Yeah, I wish mine was like that. Mine grows out, and then I look like what was that cartoon Dude, character? Let that, let that happen. I've never no, seen it. No, no, no. Where the 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 hair goes like that. I can't think of the guy's name now. But anyway, it looks the crazy. guy that paid. wasn't he a scientist, like an evil scientist? No, no. Oh, okay, no. Uh, 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 <laughs> Doonesbury or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, so thank you, Marv. That was great. Yeah, that, that was, was really awesome. Good. Yeah. Uh, was that a true story? No. Oh. <laughs> could be. I would have said yes. It could have been. Meadow it's muffins. In the, it's in the meadow realm muffins. of possibility. Oh, yeah. That is a possibility. Because there are meadow muffins, bunny huggers, and rat, <clears throat> sage rat sympathizers. That was pretty good. You had me actually thinking that was real. Well, yeah, but, but the idea of yeah, that mentality is very yeah. real. There are people that... You know, like the whole spotted owl thing was all a yeah. farce. I mean, it didn't even happen. It wasn't even somebody made it up and got all this political Very stuff good. going. And, you know, but some people, some people have fun making things up to tick people off. Like some of the things that have gone on with some of 
the things that have gone on. <laughs> now I see your specialty. Mm-hmm. No more silent cowboy. So we we asked the question on social media. What what do you do for fun? You know now now that you're sober, uh, Ruth F. She said, "I love hers. It's very simple." She said, "Gone fishing." <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, our friend Marco says, "I go shooting." Ooh, Marco shoots. Yeah, nice. Uh, reading, exercising, <laughs> and coffee shops with family and friends. So these are things that these guys weren't doing before. Mm-hmm. You know, because they were under the influence or whatever. They had no interest in these things. Um, Bob B said, uh, started running in a 28 day program in 1987, slowly started 5k races, created runners in recovery running club and 20 Uh marathons. Later, a group of us decided to try a triathlon (laughs) called sober triathletes group. Uh, Many of my best friends are from all over the U S and we met through runners in recovery. Try recovery and Ironman recovery. Nothing better than a gratitude meeting, swim, bike, or running along this journey. Very cool. The guy got into got very health conscious, mm-hmm. and then he mixed it with his recovery and put these things together. Uh, Jacob M said everything. Sobriety set me free. Recovery gave me laughter and love. Uh, guy says mountain biking, hiking, snowboarding. Uh, we're on my pre sobriety list. I still do the those, but I've added scuba diving, <coughs> caving, skateboarding, climbing, and travel. Nice thing is I fall down less. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, love yeah. It. Isn't that great? I got I 86 out of a lot of places falling down. <laughs> that was a horrible idea. Uh, Don- Donald R., our friend Donald up there in the Brownsville area, says, I get up to do devotionals with my wife now. I have mentors, friends, and family. I choose to be a part of their lives. Uh, I learned uh, a ways back. If I wanted friends, I needed to be a friend. I know oh, that's pe- good. Yeah, that is good. That is good. I know people in many fellowships and many churches as well that are living life without drugs, alcohol, or hurts, hang-ups, and habits, and too many glaring habits. I love the Word of God and the miracles I see take place when someone grabs a hold of the Spirit that set me free. I'm not the man I used to be, my brother. Ultimately, my Savior loved me enough to give his life for me. Now, like him, I get to share this clean and, uh, clean life with others. I believe I can't keep it if I don't give it away. Um, the it is the love of Christ in the midst of what I'm doing one simple day at a time. I fish, I hunt, I swim. I make sure 28 grandkids. Oh, my God. Woo! That's like 19 kids and counting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I make sure they get loved, and I continue to live to Aww. be an example. People ask questions of and seem to be generally happy to see like I am when I see them. Uh, I love you guys. I hope that helps a little. 28 grandkids. Holy <laughs> moly. That's a herd. <laughs> That's a gaggle. That's a whole gaggle. And my goodness sakes. Uh, Brandon's, that was well put, though. Yeah, that was really, like that. That, that was really good. Uh, Brandon says, I like to go on hikes and pretty much anything outdoors. Also, I like to go to football games in Eugene, as well as doing fun things such as the upcoming Nitro Circus that's coming to Eugene. I also like learning. So I'm working on getting my ACSM certification to be a personal fitness trainer. So these are just some of the things people are doing for fun, to enjoy life. Mm. Um, I think many times we get so caught up in our... 12-step fellowship meetings. I know I did this for a long time where I'm going to meetings every single day, Mm -hmm. three times a day, and I'm not doing anything else. Exactly. Uh, You know, my family's getting left behind. My other friends are getting left behind. And I'm just in this thing. So I did that for a long time. Mm -hmm. Now, I think in the beginning, that may be needed. But if you've been doing the recovery thing and you've been sober for 15 years and that's all you do is go to meetings and drink bad coffee it may be time to expand your horizons a little bit and have some fun and it's amazing how 50 50 that is <clears throat> what do you mean explain that like and i okay i won't say that but uh there's that group and then there's like i'm learning like there's other things right 
But sometimes you're like shunned because of you're learning other things. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. I mean, by people in the group. Yeah, in the group. And I don't think they mean it to be mean. Yeah. But they're like just so set in that way. It's like I need to be active. I'm learning. Like I paint rocks now and, you know, I go to Talking Waters and, you know, there's other things outside of the rooms I like to do. Right. So I totally get what you're saying. But not everybody thinks like that. No. And And I don't think it's a good or a bad thing. I think it's just to each their own. Sure. Mm -hmm. So isn't part of recovering, Mm -hmm. learning to be a productive member in your society as a whole, not just your meeting? Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm very pro-meeting, but if that's all you're doing, Mm -hmm. and it's been year after year after year... You know, maybe it's time to expand your horizons. I mean, there's so much out there to do. I mean, I love the I love the outdoor thing that a lot of them talked about. Yeah. Um, but there's so much out there to do. And part of being a productive member of society is being in society. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And so <clears throat> maybe you go to a meeting, and I've had this happen where I was at, in a meeting Monday, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And if I missed a Friday, all of a sudden I've relapsed. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's what somebody starts saying. Or, or oh, well, he's not putting us first. You know? And I, I've heard people. Gone. I've heard people say, well, so-and-so, he's doing the Jesus thing now. You know? He doesn't come every, every time now. We only see yeah. him once a week. What's wrong with that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just, I, I, you know, I don't think we get into recovery for the purpose of being saturated by the fellowship only. Now, I suppose there are some people that is where they find their fun. Mm-hmm. Well, there's some circumstances that, uh, well, I don't know about finding the fun, but right. uh, <laughs> um, there are some circumstances where uh, you might have a long period of sobriety and something changes in your life that is drastic mm-hmm. and leaves you hanging out there like a bobber on a fishing line. Mm. And uh, and so, yeah, you go back to meetings. Right. And you might do that every day until things kind of start making sense, calming down. Until you kind of get the, hit the reset yeah. button and, yeah. yeah kind of, yeah, perspective changes and. Stuff like that. Well, and I think it, it, mm-hmm. that, that's very true. And I think what, what people can do, and you kind of touched on this on the last two uh, Monday shows, what a lot of people will do is go too far the other way. Mm-hmm. And they'll leave their 12-step fellowship completely, right? And say, well, I'm, you know, I, it's watered down. I don't want to go back. I've got it made now. I've, I understand. I've recovered. Well, good for you. But when you do that, the tendency is if you do get yourself into a pickle, then it's harder to come back to the meetings. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier if you're in the meeting already. <clears throat> Don't you think? I mean, if, you, if you're if you at least showing up once a week or, or something like that. And I'll surprise Marv periodically and show up on the Monday meeting after the show. He'd be like, where oh, did the you come nooner? from? Yeah, the nooner. The, no- the, lo- the loony noony. And I sit by him. <laughs> I don't always say the hour and a half, but I do surprise him. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Periodically. Yeah. Yeah. So it's important to stay plugged in, but there's other things to plug into as well. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, some people that is where they find their fun. They're just having a gas. They're they're convention junkies, they're service junkies, they're they're doing all that stuff. And some people would say, "Well, if you're doing if that's all you're doing, then you're probably going to get burned out." Some people don't. Some people really they thrive in that. And if they're thriving in that and they're staying sober, and they're growing spiritually, heck, go for it. Uh, so what are some things you do for fun, Denver? I don't. Yeah, Denver, <laughs> Tony, what do you do for fun? That's a lie. <laughs> I have your business card. That's a lie. Yeah. So tell us are the you, truth. Oh, you want me to talk now? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I know me and Mark have been talking throughout the whole show. You're being quiet today. You know, I'm, I'm relatively new to sobriety. I got a couple, three years here, but uh, it, for me, I drank my whole life. Right. Before I could drive, I was drinking. Mm Mm-hmm. So everything that I did, and I had a lot of fun, 
I I got pictures that prove it. Some of it I don't remember. <laughs> but I, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, but them ladies in the pictures, they remember. <laughs> Everybody remembers, yeah. Some of I don't remember all of it. But anyways, uh, so when I got sober, uh, it, it it's really difficult for me to find fun things. I gave up fishing. You know, the, did you? I mean, I fished a lot, but when you were I, drinking, when I was drinking, mm-hmm. uh, and slowly all of those, everything I did fun while I was drinking, it went away, and I started sitting more thinking about doing the fun things with a bottle in my hand. Mm. So at the end of my drinking career, I was just sitting on the couch thinking, tomorrow I'm going to get up and I'm going to go do this. I'm going to have some fun. And I just wouldn't get off the couch. I'd just sit there and drink more. Mm -hmm. So for me, uh, right now in the uh, sobriety end of it, uh, I work with leather a little bit. Right, and uh, I still enjoy getting on the creek and hunting uh, rock and and sticks, wood. Yeah, sticks yeah. rocks and sticks. So I guess uh, I pursued my artistic side mm-hmm. a little bit better mm-hmm. now that I'm sober. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't give everything away. <laughs> right, <laughs> I have to make a little money, gas money to get there. So yeah, I, I retained that out of my hobby. But it, it, when you get sober, if you've done it your whole life, it's difficult. To learn to live again, mm-hmm. sure. You know, you, yeah. I just don't have the social get out and be the social butterfly I used to be. Mostly because I'm not going to bars and things like that. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I got church. I got uh, Teen Challenge is a large part of my life now. Right. You know, I get to give back to them. Uh, radio. It's a hoot. So there's. A, I'm learning to live again. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. have fun. And, and I think this is one of the the great things about um, AA meetings, NA meetings, Celebrate Recovery they're, they're meetings, kind of, that do things like camp outs and bowling nights and 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 uh, dinners and <laughs> these different things because it, they help you within your fellowship because you're in a safe place, start to do some of these other things. I mean, I, I did the camp out thing for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, when uh, fellowshipping with brothers and sisters in Narcotics Anonymous. They used to do campouts around here constantly. And that helped me enjoy camping with my family. My other family member, my immediate family doesn't camp, but other family members. (laughs) (laughs) It it helped me enjoy that again because I I did it in a safe place, first of all. Now, if I had gone from just going to meetings and went on a campout with a bunch of buddies, I may not have come back. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Well, you might have came back. <laughs> I mean, came back, but <laughs> back to the meeting. Yeah. First in handcuffs. <laughs> oh, God. So what do you do for fun there, uh, Tony? Oh, I'm actually almost eight years new into this, but I'm still kind of learning like Denver. Like, yeah. I started painting rocks. and. Uh, so explain the, that. You paint these rocks and then you put I them, hide them. You hide them, right? And then on the back I put, you know, caper rehide of for Lynn County rocks and stuff like that. Right. Um, I'm learning like how to, I'm growing from uh, just doing meetings to figuring everything out. Like what you said. And right. that was perfectly said. Right. Um, knowing that my three bases are not work home in the AA. There's other yeah. super fun things to yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> but you feel kind of outside the box. Um, the show is like my favorite hour of the week. Um, and periodically I'll still go to Serenity Lane and share my story. Oh, cool. They'll, yeah. they'll call me and I actually like doing that. It's called it's being enjoyable. a panable. Yeah. A panable. A Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, napping is actually. Napping. Napping. I love napping. <laughs> I never slept while I was drinking. So napping is actually a luxury right now. So Marv, as his music is cowboy poetry, do you ch- chase tumbleweeds, Marv? Marv? <laughs> um, I don't chase them as much as I like. <laughs> You're not picking yourself out of one. Yeah. So. What to, do you do? What do I do? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what did you ask that for? Well, I have, I have to be truthful, and I, I chuckled a little bit when uh, CG Kid said, I like to watch a lot of Netflix. <laughs> I do too. Well, I, I like that. I I mean, I'm I'm kind of a movie 
guy. I, I but it's got to be good. It's got to be well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite movies was was one of those unknown best kept secrets that they don't really get promoted much. It was called A Street Cat Named Bob. And it was on Netflix. It was about a guy that played the guitar that was a heroin addict. And he befriended this cat. And it wasn't a goofy thing where the cat talks or anything. It was just a real cat. And he made friends with this cat. And this cat, his friendship with him actually caused him to help him get sober, to get him clean. And um, things like that, things that are really well done like that, I enjoy. Repeat the name of that movie again. A street cat named Bob. A street cat named. I'm gonna. Yeah, I think it's a British film. Yeah, and and the guy that plays it's a true story. The guy that plays the heroin addict um, is actually the true musician. Oh wow! That does the music for the movie, you know. But I'm I'm a movie guy. I like movies. I went and saw. Uh, with my son yesterday, I went and saw A Quiet Place. Oh, how was that? Oh. Just, <laughs> it was a quiet place? It, it was suspenseful. Very oh, wow. suspenseful. Yeah. I saw the previews. Yeah. Um, and so I, I like to do that. I, when summertime comes, springtime comes, I like to fix up my patio with the gnomes <laughs> <laughs> and put get some flowers out there. I enjoy, even though it's painful to do it, uh, just physically, I enjoy taking care of my flowers and mm. Excuse me, and that kind of thing. And sometimes just sitting out there right. is a lot of fun. That's, yeah, I have my little fountain out there, and I'll sit there, and maybe I'll, I'll read a little scripture. I'll read something out of some recovery literature. Sometimes I won't read anything. I'll just sit there, and I'll just look into the sky. I do that all the time. On I the love that. Yeah. That is one of my favorite things to do. So just you have sit. the propensity to ponder. I do have a PP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had to go there, didn't you? <laughs> I just couldn't wait for that one. <coughs> All right. Uh, so the, the little oh the little God. snippet at the beginning of the show, they're coming to take me away <coughs> to the funny farm, was ri- was written by a guy named Jerry Samuels years ago back, I think it was in the late 60s. Um, if you've never heard it, go to YouTube and look up <clears throat> They're Coming to Take Me Away and listen to the whole song. It is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Probably very offensive to some people these days because it's talking <laughs> about mental illness. <laughs> but if you can't laugh at yourself. Who can you laugh at? Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, come on. Uh, we got to be able to do that. So um, Marv, one of the things that Marv loves to do is write cowboy music, not just cowboy poetry. So we're going to close out the show uh, with a song called Don't Leave by Mr. Marv Ramsey. Uh, you want to tell us about this song? Um, well, uh, do we need tissue? It, yeah, you need tissue for this. It, song. It, it's, it's kind of different, uh, from the aspect of, uh, part of the underlying <laughs> theme of this song has to do with grief and sorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the reason it does is because of a book that I read by a guy named Arnold Rojas and the book was called, these were the vaqueros. And what it was was a treatment, if you will, on the ending times, the legend—not uh, legends, but the life styles of the true Spanish vaquero in California, the Spanish land grant ranches. Mm. And he was talking about when all of that started to fade away. And through that, the there's uh, actually uh, four or five books in that one book. And what I got out of that, um, obviously a pretty good education on, but the uh, underlying thing was his grief and his sorrow come through loud and clear to me about that uh, ending. Right. That era and that lifestyle and the families. and, And so that came out in this song, even though this song isn't really... Uh, talking about that, uh, it is talking about the San Joaquin Valley where right. a lot of that stuff happened. So, uh, but it's basically uh, a love song. Yeah, it's what it, it is. is. Yeah. Well, I want to be sure and mention uh, where this this is called a scratch CD. It's not complete. It's not mastered, right? Right. And it was done um, in Silver Lake. 
at Matt and Rachel Wilson uh, place. Right. And Rachel backed me up on the song, and she included the bass instrumental and the violin instrumental, and she harmonized on three <laughs> three different harmonies. Oh, wow. On this song. Wow. So I really want to credit them. Very talented people and love them to death. So Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Good deal. Good deal. Thank you, Matt and Rachel Wilson. All right. Here we go. This is Matt Ramsey performing his song, Don't Leave. I remember years ago down by the riverside we would dance I'd hold you close moonlight sparkling in your eyes and something wild calls me go and live the cowboy She whispers in my ear, don't lie, don't leave, don't leave the sand walking, don't leave me here. Walking, it wasn't meant to be. Don't saddle up and run. Up to Elko, Rhode Island, French Glen, down north. Wild cattle, some big stout horses, rode with some mighty fine. Out on the sage flats, coyote mourns his song. And in my dreams, I recall coming
Our own Marv Ramsey wrote that song. Let's keep it simple, shall we? The simplicity of recovery can get lost in all the rhetoric, and then no one's having any fun. So my question is, sober fun, anyone? Well, I'm going to have fun, and if you're not going to jump on the fun bandwagon, you're going to get left behind. Marv Ramsey, along with Matt and Rachel Wilson, don't leave. Until our next broadcast, this is the Monty Man, along with the Take 12 Recovery Radio family. And we're wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. She's a super cat, super cat, she's super kitty, meow. You kitty, 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 meow. <laughs> <laughs>